Good afternoon, and I am your host, Jonathan Powell. A few questions for you today. Is Khashoggi a terrorist or a journalist? And what about this migrant crisis on the Mexican border? And what is our role in this? All that and more. We're going to dig in deep. In this Conservative Tribune article, it talks about the established media blackout. Journalist targeted for being white tragically dies. Uh, Let me read some of the article for you. A shocking racial hate crime has killed a man who lived his life trying to help others. But the details in the case mean that there will be no riots and you probably won't hear this man's name mentioned on the national news. You won't. You will not hear this man's name uh, on the national news. This is a 55-year-old journalist and volunteer first responder was attacked from behind before being dragged in a parking lot in New Jersey. Then his assailant stole the man's car and used it to drive over the victim's head, leaving him gravely injured. The assault occurred on May, but the victim remained on life support until his death on Thursday. To make the horrific attack even worse, authorities believe the journalist was targeted and ultimately killed because of his skin color. Why isn't this in the top story on every cable news channel? Because the victim is Jerry Holkowitz and he was apparently attacked by a black man based on racial hatred. Jerry Hokowitz, longtime EMT and journalist, had died nearly six months after the brutal, brutally alleged, allegedly racial motivated beating reported absurd, uh, Asbury Park Press and news outlet that also published much of the freelance reporter's photographs over the years. Now, when you see them pushing racial division, you see them pushing the idea that you can't let anyone go into a gas station who's a conservative, or you can't allow anybody uh, to go into a restaurant. You see them running people out of restaurants. You see all the racial division with Black Lives Matter, the other extension of the Democratic Party, and the news media, which is another extension of the Democratic Party. You start to understand that there is a narrative that they're trying to run. And these are things that they are doing and overlooking And then they talk about some foreign journalist in another country who wasn't even a citizen of this nation. Then they're trying to blame it on the President of the United States for being allies with Saudi Arabia, which it only makes sense we would be allies with Saudi Arabia. They've allied with us and Israel against Iran. Right now, they're our greatest ally in the Middle East. And here we see on the cusp of new reforms where they're going to be pushing out Wahhabism, uh, in Islam and let women drive in Saudi Arabia from what we're hearing, that would be an absolutely massive change to the trajectory of Saudi Arabia, making them far more friendly to Western culture. And I would think that that's something that we want to shelter and lift up. That's something that we want to um, create an atmosphere of, of, you know, of fostering that. But apparently that's not the case. We see the media right on the cusp of that. It's turning into a huge battle. Now, am I saying that Khashoggi deserved to die? No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that there's a lot of details that we are not being privy to. They are hiding a lot of information from us and uh, about who Khashoggi is. Khashoggi worked with the royal family for a long time. He is a huge proponent for the Muslim Brotherhood. I mean, this man is very politically motivated, and this man is not considered a man of um, Western ideals and culture. He is more in favor of Wahhabism, the same kind of uh, influence 
that uh, um, the terrorist wing, the heavy terrorist wing of um, of Islam is using Wahhabism. Now, if you look at the ideas of Khashoggi, Khashoggi was for the Muslim Spring. He was he was for the Arab Spring. He was for excuse me the, the Arab Spring, and he was for all of this overturning of governments in Syria, which led to the displacement of millions of people and the worst refugee crisis in our time. So we see some of the um, some of the aftermath of this man's beliefs, and we see what he caused in, in the wake of his beliefs, what he allowed to happen, what he was in favor of. And we realize also at the same time that he went to school with Osama bin Laden. He was good friends with Osama bin Laden. And here we are making him out to be this fantastic person who's linked to basically the worst terrorist uh, of, of our time. And here we are talking that this man is some sort of lovable character, but it seems about right to me that the media would be allying themselves because the media does seem to ally themselves with extreme Islam. They seem to ally themselves with Wahhabism. And it seems to me Khashoggi is a perfect candidate for that. Now, I believe that both sides are pretty violent, and they can be pretty violent in Saudi Arabia, and the royal family can be pretty violent, but you play with fire, you're going to get burned. That's just all there is to it. Now, there's all of that that's happening, and we have a lot of twisting of information, a lot of twisting of information, a lot of things that we didn't know before, about Khashoggi. I mean, I think if anybody knew that Khashoggi was friends with Osama bin Laden at one point, they would immediately think, okay, this is not the way the media is portraying it. They're using it as a crutch in order to get back at Donald Trump. But we see other acts of violence against members of the press, racially motivated, uh, motivated because they're of, uh, of a different persuasion, maybe more conservative or libertarian, and we see those things popping up, but those aren't those aren't mentioned because that's all part of the depersoning. It's all about dehumanizing people. And it's all about um, creating a narrative that these are not real people. They're, they're really just they're Nazis, they're animals, they're whatever. But it's all about depersoning people and allowing um, a narrative to be pushed that allows people to get hurt and dehumanizes them so people don't feel anything. They don't feel anything when they see... Um, and they see any of this, but Khashoggi is definitely one of those things the media is using to try to destroy the president, but at the same time, they are skipping so many of the details, so many vital details about who Khashoggi is and other events that have taken place here in the United States that are being completely and totally ignored. The press is not picking up. It has nothing to do with the idea of they, you know, that they care for journalists or people in general. They have no feeling. You know these people are always smiling uh, whenever they break news about, you know, mass destruction, you can just tell that it makes them giddy. And, and you can you can say whatever you want, but I think we all know that's the case. It's the mentality that, you know, we are going to... It's the mentality that, you know, whatever makes a story, whatever makes me look good, whatever gets me in prime time... Whatever lands me in every newspaper in the country, that's exactly what I want. That's what these news reporters want. And so it is the idea that we are competing with people who are trying to, well, I guess you could just say these people are attention whores. They're attention whores, 
and anything they can do to get in the spotlight and the limelight, they will do. And usually it has something to do with bashing the president. Now, they're trying to pin this on the president and say it's the president's fault. I don't see how you can pin anything like this upon the president. Uh, the president's just doing his job. He's making peace with Saudi Arabia. Uh, he he is working with Saudi Arabia in order to overcome a lot of nuclear foes in the region, uh, like Iran, where that terrible Iran deal happened. I mean, Iran, when you look at the leaders, the mullahs and the leaders of Iran, you understand that they're calling for the destruction of Israel to wipe them off the face of the map. Uh, so we understand that we are in very dark and, and treacherous times, we have to stand together, but we also have to have. We always hear, you know, don't we always hear Democrats saying things like, "We need allies in the region. We need allies. We need allies." But every time we get a chance to have an ally, what happens? They try to flip the apple cart, and they try to say, "Oh no, we can't be allies with him. He killed a journalist." Well, look throughout the entire Middle East. All the, all the, all the people that they have favored from the the Muslim Brotherhood and the Arab Spring have led to terrible, terrible violence and displacement of millions and millions of people, causing death all over the place, children all over the place to be slaughtered, to be slaughtered in the midst of these war zones. And here the press was celebrating all these things in the Arab Spring. They were celebrating this. They were celebrating all this death and all these terrible leaders that were doing these things and abusing people and hurting people. Now, one thing that I also look at is... Uh, the way the media treats China. Look at the way the media treats China compared to anybody else. China is the most murderous, disgusting empire on the face of this planet. There has never been... It is estimated that China, has, during the time of Mao, killed more than 60 million people. More than anyone else on the earth. I mean, it, it is insane. They kill dissidents like it's nothing. They're harvesting people who are dissidents. They're harvesting their organs. They're killing Christians all over the place. It is the most rapacious and disgusting government out there. If any journalist ever steps out against them, they are killed immediately. And the thing is, is we don't ever hear about that. But it's because these media types are getting a lot of money from China. And they're allowing a lot of this stuff to happen. Now, when you see all that, which is a million times the worse of what's going on in Saudi Arabia, even though Saudi Arabia, I'm going to tell you, is a hellhole. I'm going to say that. I wouldn't want to go there myself. But when you compare what's happening in China with all these other places, there is no comparison. They are the worst, the very worst human rights violators in the entire world. They're very worst in the entire world with the things that they're doing. They have mobile execution vans. It wasn't a couple years ago. They had stadiums filled with people. They're bringing people out for being homosexuals and killing them right on the spot. And here we hear about Donald Trump being anti-gay or this or that. The press was completely silent on all of those things. Completely silent. And they were complicit. So you can say whatever you want about Donald Trump, but the press has overlooked the worst human rights, violations, and atrocities in the history of this world happening with China and in China right now as we speak. So you can say whatever you like about Donald Trump, but you have these people covering up and carrying water for the Chinese government, which has committed terrible, terrible, awful, awful, awful atrocities in the name of power. In the name of power. Okay. So that is one take that I have on the Khashoggi business that you're not getting the full story. You never were and you never will. There's a reason why there's a lot of details missing. 
There's a reason why they're so excited, but they're really, believe it or not, they're excited about this. They're excited that this man is dead, so that way they can find a way to frame the president and say the president is the one who is responsible for this entire debacle. I mean, it, uh, it's outrageous to think that the president would be responsible for what happens in another country at a consulate that he has absolutely no control over. And now we hear people in the press whispering things like, oh, Jared Kushner handed out a, handed out a kill list to have this man killed. So it, it just keeps getting worse and worse. The stupidity and the lies keep getting worse and worse. They've tried everything they can. The Kavanaugh whole hearing, that didn't work. That backfired on the Democrats. So what are they going to do after that? Well, the only other thing that they can do is, well, they saw this whole Khashoggi thing, and then they picked this up. And what are they saying now? Oh, this is the biggest challenge of his lifetime. And whole my, my whole thing is this. Is this really the greatest challenge of his presidency? I would have thought the greatest challenge of his presidency was nukes with North Korea, which seems to be really calming down. That situation really seems to be brought into hand. I would think that would be considered his his crowning moment, whether he avoided nuclear holocaust around the entire globe. Not this 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 made up just outrageous story. I mean I understand I feel for the family and I feel for these people, but this is nowhere near the size of nuclear disarmament of North Korea and the threat that we've had with them for many, many years that nobody's ever taken care of. I would also think that maybe, perhaps, don't you think that his crowning moment might be the economy growing at a rate that it hasn't in my lifetime? I'm 28 years old. I have never seen an economy this good ever in my life. I've never seen it. And, and so when people start saying things like this is the challenge, this is the ultimate challenge of his presidency, this will define him, I think He's already defined himself to be one of the greatest presidents we've ever had with dealing with North Korea, with the economy. Obama, remember Obama said, oh, it's impossible. It's impossible to have 3% growth. It can't happen. What is he going to use? Some sort of magic wand? Bring? You know, that's what we got come on hearing from everybody. That's what we, we heard from Obama. And then what? A year and a half later, Obama's taking credit for the economy he said couldn't possibly happen. Yeah, and now it's at, what, 4.2%? Lowest unemployment for blacks in the history of this country? That, to me, seems like a defining moment for your presidency. That, to me, seems like a defining moment that everyone will remember and everyone will revere you for. Revitalizing our inner cities, uh, taking care of this infrastructure, which is, I think is the next thing on the bill. We're going to take care of our infrastructure in our inner cities. I would think that would be your crowning moment. Building the wall would be your crowning moment, the defining moment of your presidency. A lot of things that he's done. Putting the embassy for, 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 for Israel in Jerusalem, in Jerusalem, to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, I would think that is your defining moment. Two Supreme Court justices in record fashion. Most presidents don't even get to appoint one. He appointed two already. I would think that would be his defining moment. Or the hundreds of judges he's appointed on other appellate courts. I would think those would be his defining moments. Those would be the things that defined his presidency and his legacy. That's what I would be thinking. I don't think any sane person would be thinking that. But here we are buying the media narrative that this man, that this man, his defining moment is based off of this 
phony, fogey, cahogey, whatever his name is, and I feel for his family, but, <laughs> folks, you got to admit, this is a little outrageous. This is outrageous that this man, who was not even a citizen of the United States, he gets preference over anybody or any journalist or any Trump supporter that gets assaulted or killed in the United States. They have precedent over American citizens. They're not covering the violence in the streets. They're not covering Nancy Pelosi saying, oh yes, well, there, there will be collateral damage and, and all those who don't agree with us basically are going to pay. That's outrageous. You have Hillary Clinton out there saying this, saying things like, uh, um, uh, just recently she said something uh, along the lines of, we can't be civil to people like this. We're not going to be civil. Until we get power, we won't be civil. That sounds like a knife to the throat of America. It's the idea that I'll cut your throat if you don't give me everything you've got. That is insane. And I think people hadn't realized for the longest time that this is exactly what the Democratic Party is. Not the rank-and-file regular members. Not, not just the, not the regular people out on the streets. No, no, no. The people in higher power, the people you've been voting for, are the people who have been doing this for the longest time. The people you have been voting into power... Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, all these other freaks, these weirdos, you have to understand they were given money to be put into power because these people were of low IQ and low character, low moral character, no moral fiber to their character whatsoever, and they were easily manipulated. So you get people like George Soros and, and, and the Koch brothers and all these other people donating to these people. Because they understand these people are absolute morons. And they're easily controlled. And you can see it written all over their face. You see some of the things that they say and you go, well, a normal person wouldn't say something like that. A normal person wouldn't do something like that. Of course they wouldn't do something. You wouldn't do something like that. You hear these people and you see, hear people like Phil Mudd saying things on CNN that would get most people arrested. I would think it would make most people underneath the jail. It should put most people underneath the jail saying things like, oh, this government, the, the intelligence agency is going to kill this president. Are they going to this? Are they going to that? That's insane. You have people calling for the assassination of a president on places like CNN and NBC and ABC. No one says anything. Nobody says anything. They're normalizing the violence and the craziness. That's not being covered on mainstream news. But we hear this Khashoggi guy being talked about nonstop. We don't ever hear about them talking about the death that's happening in the black neighborhoods, in Chicago and in the inner cities and all over the place. We don't hear about that. We don't hear about gang violence. We don't hear about any of that. But we hear about this Khashoggi. It shows you where the priority is. The priority is not with the American people. The priority was never with the American people and the well-being of the American people. It was with their agenda and whatever brought them power. And what brings them power is them lying to you peeing down your back and calling it rain. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. We've been buying into this for years and years and years. This whole Khashoggi business is a huge... It's, it, it's the, a massive lie being perpetrated on the American people. It is the manipulation of information and who this man was and who his family is... 
I mean, heck, I'm, I'm not saying that anybody in the press should have any violence brought against them. But it makes perfect sense to me that we should question the narrative. And that's the deal. They, they're upset that the president is not jumping to conclusions and immediately cutting off all talks with Saudi Arabia and all alliances with Saudi Arabia at a time, ironically, when you have the Democratic Party saying, we need allies, we need allies, and the moment they see an ally, they immediately try to destroy that man in order to stop the alliance. If we really cared about violence against people, journalists, citizens, patriots, we would be going after the Chinese leaders right now and putting putting these same charges against them because they've done a hundred times what's going on right now in Saudi Arabia, even though what's going on in Saudi Arabia is a bad, it's a bad, it's a bad place. I wouldn't want to go there. I wouldn't want any of that. I feel like all these places are propitious and fascist and disgusting and anti-Christian. I feel like all these places are like that. But if you're going to use this standard, at least be even in the way that you apply it. You have the media that has a love affair with China and these terrible, terrible, terrible uh, uh, regime that's killing people left and right and killing Christians. They even talk about how much they want it to be like a centrist China government where Christians are being killed and dissidents are being killed. They love the idea of that. And it meets... That's why they talk so good about China all the time. I want If you just have a few moments, just look up the atrocities of China. Look up the atrocities of Mao. Look, look at the, the atrocities of Xi, the president that's in right now. We can try to isolate ourselves from reality. Or we can face it. We understand what's going on right now with Khashoggi. What's going on right now in the media, it fits a narrative. And the idea that the president would be responsible for everything that goes wrong in Saudi Arabia is absolutely ridiculous. And anyone that buys into that, you're crazy. The president has too much on his plate to be responsible for every little thing that happens in every corner of the globe. Here's another article right here. Donald Trump says, The fake news media are making people go loco. I'll tell you, these people have lost their way. They've gone loco, headed by the crowd of fake news. Fake news. I think we all know that's true. We have witnessed nothing but fake news. We've witnessed nothing but deranged people Confronting people in restaurants, at gas stations, grocery stores. Here's one right here. I'm sure a lot of you have heard this one, but they don't report this stuff on the national news, at least fairly. Mitch McConnell confronted by angry... uh, Excuse me. Mitch McConnell confronted by angry diners at Louisville's restaurant... Guy screaming at him, why don't you get out of here? Why don't you leave the entire country? Screaming at this man as he's going to get... He, he's going to get dinner, guys. The guy just wants to eat. We can't even eat, and we're not even civil enough to go to the same restaurant anymore. We can't even be civil enough to go to the same restaurant 
I remember back in the day, I mean, even 10 years ago, we would talk about disagreements. We would talk about them over dinner. And we could disagree all we wanted. We could be upset, but we're not going to yell the person down, kick them out of a restaurant. We're not going to pop someone's tires or threaten them at an intersection. That's just not going to happen. It was ridiculous. And we're seeing this huge promotion of this violence. We saw it with Rand Paul. When his next door neighbor came next door and just started, just assaulted him from behind, sucker punched him and started kicking his ribs. He was recovered. Excuse me. He was recovering for a long time. He was recovering for a long time in the hospital after that. Had a few broken ribs. That's what's being encouraged by the media. All this violence. And the thing is, that's exactly what happened with the brown shirts. When Nazi Germany took over, they had them go out and frighten dissidents, frighten people who didn't agree with their way of thinking. Kill people who don't agree with their way of thinking. You say, oh, John, that's crazy. You're saying kill. No one ever said kill. Are you kidding me? Did you see the way CNN treated that whole Scalise situation when that lunatic went out? And here's another thing. That information showed up on a liberal website, a news website, saying that the Republicans were playing baseball in this park and there were hardly any guards there. That man showed up, started screaming things like, oh, I'm going to die because I'm not going to have health care, and started shooting, and, and, and almost killed Scalise and everybody else in the field if it wasn't for a brave police officer that was there. Now, that's another thing. That thin blue line that the Democrats want to get rid of and abolish, ICE they want to abolish, all these other things, law enforcement agencies they want to abolish, they want nothing but chaos. They want nothing but chaos. They don't want you to have a weapon. They don't want you to have a weapon, firearm, any way to defend yourself. They don't want that. No, no, no. But they also can't have police officers that can defend you either. No, 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 no. We can't have that. We have to have absolute chaos in the streets. And that is what they're promoting. That's what they're promoting. When we watched CNN and Wolf Blitzer, we had him trying to excuse the man that shot Scalise. Say, oh, he was just frustrated. He was just frustrated. It is disgusting to me and despicable that we are allowing such such filth and such hatred to be pushed on the airwaves. Talk about hate speech, real hate speech. You're asking for people to be hurt and killed and maimed. That's happening on the news cycle regularly, every single solitary day. You have Antifa in the streets, blocking people off as they go to work, blocking EMT trucks from getting where they need to go with people who need to get to the hospital. We've already had stories of people dying waiting to get to the hospital in a traffic jam because Antifa or Black Lives Matter have cut traffic off. People who had nothing to do with the agenda they were even thinking or remotely talking about are all suffering, all late to work, Sitting in the ambulance, there's an emergency, they can't get there. Mail can't be delivered. All sorts of things are happening. Everyone's life is coming to a grinding halt because a few lunatics want their way. These are like children, crazy, insane children, that are willing to hurt and kill and maim people. But it's being encouraged by the Democratic Party. So the same party that is encouraging all this violence and all this hatred and all this upheaval... And when we saw what they did with, with, with Justice Kavanaugh, all these uncooperated, 
unsubstantiated claims that this man had run gang rape trains and all sorts of things like that. Just outrageous, outlandish. And all the witnesses said, no, that never happened. You mentioned me as a witness, that never happened. Yet it kept on going, the circus kept on rolling, and no one said a thing. No one said a thing in the mainstream media. The president had to call it out on one of his rallies. And basically mentioned that she couldn't remember. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember this. I can't remember the time. I can't remember the place. Can't remember the year. Can't remember the street. Can't remember anything. But I only had one beer. He mentioned that in front of a crowd. They said, oh, you mocked her. You mocked her. How dare you mock her? But you know what? That was the only way they were going to cover it. That was the only way that they were going to bring out those details is by showing what he said in that speech. After that, so many people said, wow, I was never told that there were so many details missing from her story, that she didn't even know what year it happened in. That so many things changed in her story. So many details changed during her testimony. From I can hear them having a conversation to I couldn't hear anything. Oh, to, well, I guess I only had one beer, or I walked home, or I, was, I, I think I was driven home. Everything started to change, and we start to see that. We start to see the whole narrative start to unravel. So they go to the next, and the next, and the next. The next thing, and the next thing, of course, was, was the Khashoggi. And now, we have all these migrants running up on the border out in Mexico. The illegal immigrant caravan. I want you to notice something really closely on this. Now, the media is pushing this story. You'll see a picture of a cute little girl with her mother sitting on a road playing with a teddy bear. But I want you to look very closely at these pictures. You have the majority of these people are all men. All military-aged Men, military-aged. There's always an attempt to soften the look of the enemy that they are bringing in. And in the meantime, they'll tell us, oh, we don't need a wall. No, 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 we don't need a wall. These people are peaceful. They just want to get away from a worse life. I'm looking at people who are wearing Nike hats, wearing really nice clothing, very nice shoes, nicer stuff that I normally wear outside. In the meantime, these people are considered suffering. They don't have what they need. They're starving. They're wearing name brand clothes apparel. Name brand shoes. Name brand watches. And all military age men overnight. When you're looking at this, you see a few women here and there, guys. We are being fed a bunch of crap. We are being fed a bill of goods. And when people say these people are peaceful, just listen to the story that happened a couple days ago. When the riot police were sent to the border to assimilate what's going on here, to figure out what's going on here in Mexico, they tried to rush the border and people were getting trampled and you're going to tell me 
that this is completely peaceful, that this is not a military uprising. Now, here's one thing to think of right here. These migrant caravans, where they came from in Guatemala and other areas, 20% of their economy is based off of them sending money back from the United States, tax-free, back into their country. Close to 20% of their GDP comes from that. It's the largest transfer of wealth from any country to another country, basically on Earth. It is in their best interest to take our wealth and send it back to their country, their governments. It's in their best interest to take the wealth of those people and push it back into their country for tax revenue. Making money off the backs of Americans. Skipping taxation, sending it over to their country. The money doesn't come back. It's never repatriated in our country. It's all sent overseas, taking American jobs and sending that money for those American jobs back to their countries where their corrupt governments can continue to skim off the top and not actually fix the problem. You notice we're not actually, we don't, we're not outraged about what these governments are doing to their people and what they're causing in the streets. The socialism that they're pushing, that's another thing. That's, there's another one right there. Bing, 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 bing. Socialism is rampant in these countries. And the news media and Bernie Sanders and all these people, what do they want? They want socialism. They want this hell on earth to come to America. Look what it's causing in Guatemala and all these other places where these people are running from. Look what it's causing. Look at the desperation it is causing on the part of this country trying to send all our money back to them so they can continue their human rights violations, so they continue all these things. Rather than us dealing with those problems and sending these people back to their country, here we are saying, no, no, we need the entire world to be here. We need the entire world to come to the United States. No, no, no. let's not fix their countries. Do you know that Venezuela used to have an average household income above that of the United States before socialism moved in and absolutely killed their economy? Now it is propitious as I'll get out. They're, they're seizing assets from Ford and all these other places. There are no jobs there. People are starving to death. Starving to death in the streets because socialism has taken over. But somehow... They could excuse in their head that these places that have become a complete and total hellhole, a complete and total crap hole, like Guatemala. We want to accept all the same ideas they have of socialism. But yet somehow they should all come over here because their country sucks, but we still need to do what they're doing. It's counterintuitive, ladies and gentlemen. All the things they're pushing is completely... It's just anti-intellectual. It's the idea that you're throwing everything to the wind, everything that makes sense, you're throwing it in the trash. That, Rush Limbaugh said one thing that made perfect sense to me. He said one thing that made perfect sense to me. The Democratic Party has become a place, a safe haven, the party for people who have mental disorders that are normalized and they're made to be legitimate so if you dress like a woman guess what you have a political cause come on board you don't need a psychiatrist you don't need help you need a party if you're violent if you're crazy 
if you're just an overall lunatic. We saw we saw those those pictures of we saw those videos of people literally defecating on Trump signs in DC and rubbing it on there and sitting down like half naked out in in public view. That is what the Democratic Party is turning into. Not everybody that's in it. But that's why there's a mass exodus from the Democratic Party. Because it is becoming the party where the people on the top are only listening to the lunatic fringe people that have their pants pulled down, crapping on Trump signs, rubbing it in with their fingers. Those are the people that are getting pushed to the front of the line. And all the people who are like, no, no, I'm, I'm more worried about jobs, maybe worried about health care. No, no, no. That's not the focus now. The focus is if you're one of these lunatic fringe freaks, you get pushed to the front of the line. America to them, to the Democratic Party, is the problem of the world. This to them is the darkest place, the worst place on earth, where they kneel for their anthem, where they scream at people and push them out of restaurants because they say they're white supremacists or, or whatever it is they are. All this, and we see this fight over Kavanaugh and all these other things, we all know one thing. It is a death cult. The Democratic Party has become a death cult. All that stuff they did over Kavanaugh was to stop the annexation of abortion so they could continue killing babies. It is a death cult to these people. When people go, oh, well, no, it's just about a woman's right to choose. You really think that? Do you really think that's what they're fighting for? When they themselves are advocating for children that come out of the womb to be killed out of the womb. And you would tell me, oh, John, I'm not for that. No, I'm definitely not for that. But your party is. And 95% of every Democrat that you vote for is for that. But yet you'll tell me that you're not for that. Yeah, you'll tell me that, and I hear this all the time. I got people who are Christians. Oh, I'm a Christian, but I'm 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 pro pro choice. Pro -cho there's nothing pro choice about it. It's murder. It's straight out murder. And the Democratic Party is based off of that. They're based off of violence. Why else do you think them? You see them encouraging to hurt people, push people out of restaurants. Why else do you see him doing all these things? Why else do you see him excusing what happened to Scalise when he was shot in D.C.? Why else do you see all these things? It's because it has always been a death cult. And the people on top have been taking you for a ride. They've been taking you for a ride. This whole migrant crisis is a total disgrace, a total insult to our intelligence. I believe that after seeing these things right here, it, it, that there should be such a big whooping coming up on the Democrats in these midterms. It should be so massive, the likes of which this country 
and the world has never seen before? This should literally be the end of the Democratic Party, politically. This should be the end of them, politically. Absolutely. Because if this is a just world, filled with just people, or a just country, filled with just people, they'll understand what happened to Kavanaugh, and what's happening to these babies, and what's happening with this immigrant crisis where they're trying to give away all of our benefits to people who didn't come here legally, who most of them don't even pay taxes. Yet they talk about social programs all the time. Oh, yeah, 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 we, we need social programs. We need social security. We need this. We need that. We need health care. Meantime, our streets are filled with homeless Filled with homeless people, many of them veterans. But no, 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 we can't take care of them. We need to bring people in from other countries. We can't take care of our poor. We need to shelter and house the rest of the entire world. We can't take care of our own. We need thousands of immigrants from a caravan to just rush in. It is ridiculous. And the Democratic Party has become nothing more than a death-worshipping American-displacing flag-hating Just violence-loving, crazy, tyrannical group of freaks. Lunatics. People who are mentally deranged. People that should be in a padded cell are the ones running this party. I've got this sneaky suspicion with all this crazy stuff the Democrats are doing. All these missteps and miscalculations like the Kavanaugh hearing, what they did to him there. So a lot of women and men were disgusted. Uh... All the blocking of traffic, the violence. Let's not forget that they lost over 1,200 seats during the, time, the tenure of Obama. Their ideas are not popular, and when put on a public marketplace of ideas, they lose every time. I have a feeling that it could be game over for them in the midterm elections coming up here.